Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. Got a lot to get to. We have Barstool Clem at the end of the show. Uh, we did a, a 25-minute interview with him. Always fun with the, with our guy. We've got to talk about Zach Fulton retiring. This feels like ages ago at this point. And the most important thing, I hate to say it to Clem, but the most important thing, Saquon Barkley is back. Justin, how are you? How dare you do that to Barstool Clem? How dare you? Great friend of the program. He, we have similar first names. Great first name he has. Yeah, Bobby Skinner. Um, we get to go to MetLife, or I do, not you. I get to go to MetLife twice this week. Um, by the time that you're all listening to this, I have already punched Bobby Skinner in the face, and then he has punched me back because I have most likely picked him up from Newark Airport. Newark Air- Airport, as we call it. Newark is in Delaware. Newark is in New Jersey. I most likely picked him up from Newark Airport, and we are in the Bronx kind of doing stuff together. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm excited for this week. This is a huge week. It's a huge week for us. Having like our first event at FanFest, parking lot G, yada, 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 three o'clock. You know, bring your own beers, but we'll have burgers, hot dogs, bur- burgers, hot dogs, et cetera. Buns too. We'll have some nice buns. Yeah, I'm excited. This is a huge, huge week. And Giants football is kind of unofficially back. Come to a parking lot G for FanFest, free food, giving out some stickers, and we're going to have a show. And we're going to run a lap. We are all going to run a lap at 6 o'clock. Um, Seems or, corny, not going to lie. I don't know if I'm looking matter. forward to that. Doesn't matter. You're just looking. You're just trying to get out of having to run a lap. You're, you're right. This episode was brought to, to you by two other lap runners. Jarek mm-hmm. Starkey, Starkey and Hutch, and then Philip Swabinski. Mm-hmm. By the way, new Patreons. I'm sending you guys messages to get your free magnets, and you're not responding to me. Wow. Like the last four or five, I've... I've messaged him like, hey, what's your address? I want to send you a magnet. None of them have responded. Jim hasn't. Jarek hasn't. Philip hasn't. Robert Marmer hasn't. Robert Browner. George Forrest. None of these guys have got their stick. There's magnets. Send me your guys' uh, addresses so I can send you some free crap. Pissing me off, Patreons. Help us, which thank you. You know, Robert Forrest. What a name. Help us help you. And you can, we can help each other. It's called reciprocity. Say that word three times fast. Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. If you go there and you get to support us $2 a month, uh, that's all you got. You got to give. There's some other tiers too. And Bob will send you a free magnet. You get some free shirts twice a month. Uh, there's a raffle. You can get a chance to win that. And you get a chance to see the shows live as we record them, which will be really, really cool on game days. Patreon.com backslash Talking Giants. Thank you to our patrons. Let us send you things when we want to. Saquon Barkley's back. Which was like, you knew he eventually he was going to come back, but it's like, it kind of just felt like, it almost felt like, you know, he kind of almost in a sense had forgotten about Saquon Barkley, you know, but Monday morning he gets activated from the, the pup list, physically unable to perform list. And he's back at practice working individuals and, and they're going to ramp him up back to team drills. Justin, we're going to talk about him returning and how maybe the Giants attacked this and maybe even, you know, as, as the, you know, training camp goes along, not even talking about week one, but. This morning when that happened, you know, the Joe Judge, after the Chicago game, said, he's like, you know, don't fall asleep on 26. It's going to be a hell of a story either way. And I have to admit, I did fall asleep on Saquon Barkley. Like, I kind of had forgotten what he was and how he impacts a game and was watching some highlights and stuff and going through Saquon Barkley stuff. And it reminded me, like, oh, my gosh, we have this huge weapon that we just didn't have last year and have completely forgotten about. And I am – I mean, now I, I can't wait to go out there and see him and have him on my team again. 
I partially blame myself because you know how privately and quietly, sometimes out public, how kind of like you anti. Said, you said that like 20 times. Everyone knows you didn't want to pick a running back at, at two. No, I am very, I'm compared to other people. I am very privately and quietly anti running back. And yeah, you don't beat a dead horse. I, I, I try not to because, but you can hear it in the way that I talk and the way that I promote the team and promote what I do is I really do prioritize throwing the ball. And I, I don't think that's a, that doesn't make me a, a hate or anything. It's just, Hey, this is where the league is trending towards, but having, having Saquon Barkley granted, I don't think having an elite running back can help as tremendously and make us a Super Bowl caliber team as other people do. But having Saquon Barkley is certainly not a bad thing. You know, and it is how you can use Saquon Barkley and how Saquon Barkley can also utilize his own strengths as well. You know, can he be a little bit more consistent and get more intelligent knowing when holes are available and when the four-yard gain is there, but also still recognizing when the 20, 30, 40, 50-yard run is there? And that is what we were missing of from this offense last year is we didn't have that guy that knew when that 20, 30, 40, 50-yard rushing play was there like we had in 2019 and especially in 2018 Bobby you posted those highlights this morning on the the IG and the Twitters and whatnot I thought I thought you sped up the video I legitimately I'm like there's there's no way that this is this fast like he there's no way that this guy is this fast and really he is <laughs> he is that fast and I don't even know if you know how to speed up a video to be honest you know you don't have those video no, editing I don't. yeah you don't have those video editing prowesses that I do so I dismissed that once I figured out that you don't know how to do it it really did look like it was it was in fast forward especially compared to Alfred Morris who was so slow last year that allowed holes to open up and Wayne Gallman was just average at best even though he was good at picking up the four yard chunks so yeah he's back still think he's going to be eased back and none of my takes change of you know, trying to convince everybody that listens that he also should be eased back, then he will be eased back. None of those takes change, but it is just exciting that he's back and he's practicing and he's with the team. Yeah, I mean, we like I said, we both think he's going to be eased back, but I think that was being put up to interpretation. Now, while it hasn't been ruled out now, I think we can be kind of be confident like he's going to play week one. Like, I was I always gonna, confident, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always thought he was, but, you know, Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofolo, like they don't tweet that he might not play week one for no reason. And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's still in play, but I really do think he plays week one, even, even though they, you know, they, they don't give him a full workload. Um, it was nice to see his first action on a wheel route. Like that was like, oh, you guys are pa- are you guys pandering to us Giants fans putting this man on a wheel route? Like the first clip you let us see of Saquon Barkley, let him get out there and run. Uh, it just felt good seeing him back out there. And again, bringing back the memories of big plays and an offense that severely lacked big plays and using him as a receiver. I mean, again, we talked about it uh, in the off season, the best receiving game for a running back this year was week one with Saquon Barkley. Yep. And it was by far, you know, the, the best of the season, you know? So it's like, that's, that's not a coincidence. Those big plays he makes aren't a coincidence. He is a difference maker. He does contribute to winning games. And I know the Giants didn't win a lot of uh, games his first two seasons, but you can point to the games they did win and being like, Hey, if they didn't have Saquon, they didn't win this. They don't beat Chicago in, in 2018. If you want to like, like he, if he doesn't have that run at the end of the half, they don't kick a field goal. They lose that game, you know, Washington, you know, again, they, now you could point and say, well, they didn't win a bunch of games, but he does affect wins and losses. And I'm, I'm excited to get him back. 100%. 100%. You know, it's how, how can he 
make everybody else around him better and then vice versa. How can hopefully an improved offensive line, improved quarterback play? I mean, certainly I, I think Daniel Jones right now in 2021 should 100% be better than Eli Manning towards the latter half of his career and also improved wide receiver play, especially when you compare it to 2019, hopefully 2018 as well. I know, and I know, you know, prima Donna 13 was here as well. So Yin and Yang, it's team game, and I, unfortunately, the running back position, it's ver- it is the position that's probably one of the most reliant on the team around you in football, but football is a team game for a reason. So let 2-6 be successful, and 2-6 will hopefully help us be successful as well. 2-6. I love everyone calling 26 and 2-6. Oh, Shane was doing it. Joe Judge has done it. Um, I love it. Now, here's a question I have, and, I, and it was peaked, it piqued my interest when I was, I was reading Dan Duggan uh, talk about it a little bit. And I actually did a poll, and I can get the the results while while I kind of throw this to you. And I and and the the, the results were split, and I know people are going to be on opposite ends of this. If he's fully cleared health wise, and, and I say like not like oh we just need to get him some touches, like if he is fully cleared health wise for the last preseason game, and he's been doing like you know so he he gave you know. Like he was, he was pretty involved in the practices with that, that the Patriots with joint practices, but you're still not tackling in those, you know, you're not bringing guys to the ground. Would you give him a few carries that last preseason game? His doctor and his surgeon also cleared him to not wear a brace, which I think is a positive sign. Uh, Yes. Oh my God. What happened? With a thousand votes. On Twitter, it's uh-huh. yes, fifty percent, no, fifty percent. Oh, there you <laughs> We've go. We've never had a poll like that. Let me look at the Instagram. Yeah, look at look at the Instagram. Um, but to me, I don't have a very strong opinion on this. I'm fine if they do. I'm fine if they don't. You know, I, I trust that this is Saquon Barkley, and I trust that he's going to come back and he's going to be ready to rock and roll. But why I don't mind if they do give him a few carries, if the dude is going to get hurt and he's going to suffer a major injury again. I don't think the the four or five carries he's going to get in a preseason game are going to contribute to it. You know, uh, I, 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 re- I really don't. I, I really do think it is you having a slow and steady approach is kind of the way to go. Um, you know, if the giants are up big, you know, let, let's, let's not stuff the stat sheet with Saquon just because it's Saquon Barkley, you know, let's run the ball, but let's split the carries. Let's have the long-term approach. And if it's week 17 and we're winning big, yeah, it's a different story because it's week 17 and Saquon's been here for the whole season. But I don't think uh, the four or five carries that he would get in the preseason, it's just not going to really, I don't really have a strong opinion on this. And I hate that I don't, but I just don't. Cause if the dude is going to get hurt, he's going to get hurt. Instagram says yes, 53%, no, 47%. I wouldn't say I have the strong – like, I'm not going to be mad if he doesn't. But if he's fully cleared, yes, I do think he should. I would not like the first time that he's actually tackled to be in a, in a game that matters. You know, like, you know that's got to be in his head. Get that out. Like, like this is – sometimes people forget that we're not pushing Legos around with, with pro athletes. This is a guy who has, you know, a brain between his ears and thoughts and emotions just like all of us. Give him a few in that pre- that last preseason game, and then you have two weeks of rest before that in the first regular season game versus Denver. Give him like like you said, if he's fully cleared health like med- uh, medically, him getting three carries. If he get if he were to get injured in that, God forbid, I wouldn't be like, oh, if they didn't put him in. It's like it's eventually he has to play football again and practice. So if he's if he's able to practice and do full contact practices, then he should be able to you know take a few carries in a preseason game 
uh, two weeks before the season starts. So yeah, I, I would, I would want that. Like I said, I'm not gonna be mad if they don't. Um, but I, I would like for his first time being actually tackled, not wrapped up and 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 you know thud thud, to be not in a regular season football game when it matters. When, yeah, not you know, coming from a one and is extremely important. Not coming from Von Miller, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, yeah. Base pretty much. You know, even even get him some blocking reps against live reps and stuff. You know, he'll get that in practice, but you know, it doesn't beat the you know some game reps. You know, put him out there for one series, give him two to four carries and a couple blocking reps, and that's it. Like that's not going to be the difference of him getting hurt or not getting hurt. What's your take on his thighs being two different sizes? That much. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Um. Yeah. So so I, I do think he should, but. I'm surprised. I mean, I've never seen a poll like that that we've done where it's split 50-50 like that. Um, the closest one, I think, was who are you going to vote for as vice president? You, Justin Pennick, Mike Pence, or Kamala Harris? And I think wow. that one was like 33-33-33. Did, did you win the presidential one? Who are you going to vote for president? Bobby Skinner, Trump, or Biden? I can't remember. I just remember the vice president because we did it during the... Because you, um, you are more well-liked than I am. Yeah, but you probably can like you probably you know appease a water base. Excuse um, me. So okay, so who would you vote for vice president after the debate? Justin Pennick got thirty five percent. Mike Pence got uh, thirty three point nine, and Kamala got thirty point eight. And it chance... literally went the it literally went the opposite of that in real life. There's a chance. Um, you're telling me I finished in last. Uh, there's a chance I could still lose in the um, what do you call it? the electoral college? So let's see. Um, so that I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I, I I still do feel bad that you lost the vice presidential race. Maybe you should align yourself with a better presidential candidate. It's true. Other than me, um, Saquon's back. Saquon's back. Um, hey Bobby, when do you think he's gonna get back into full blown action? I think it would be that Patriot this week, that joint practice week. How are they gonna go about it? Um, the, now the Patriots joint practice week is the final game of is the final week slash game of the preseason, but it's not the it's technically not the final week. It's final week of preseason, but not the final week of camp because yeah. they're doing they're doing this thing where they have the the they week lost. after and you know yeah the, no fourth preseason game et cetera. So whatever. Because um, Joe Judge announced and it was like kind of announced on Monday that they're gonna treat the Jets game almost like the fourth preseason game. Mostly young guys, which I think I kind of like that. Well, did you I'm see this new it. rule? I missed it in the offseason. There's a f- after next Tuesday, there's a f- they have to cut five guys, they get to go 90 to 85, and then the two following Tuesday, they go 85 to 80. And then you know, two weeks later, they have you know, a week and a half later, they have the cut down to the 53 man. I didn't, I, I missed that rule in the offseason. I just saw it today. That kind of sucks for the five guys that are gonna get cut on Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, but it gives it gives them a chance to find a squad that maybe would like them on the practice squad somewhere. Where if you're the if you're one of the bottom five, you're not making our practice squad. Yeah, instead of going from like eighty to fifty three and getting all thirty of them cut at once, right? You know, so I guess uh, I I don't know, but it, it that would stink for the for the first five that get cut. Imagine if there's like a surprise, a really big surprise cut with the first five. It's like whoa, and just throws us off. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Not excited for those guys. Can you bet on preseason football? Hope you can. You should. This is America. 
everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner. College football season, preseason football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sports app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 more in any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts that, that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code JOHNBOY to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. $200, man, they upped that for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or old in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Big year for Nebraska. Yes, big year for Miami. Bubba Bolden. Who's your Who's your favorite player on Nebraska right now? That like to for the draft. I have no clue. I haven't watched Nebraska in a couple of years because they've been bad. A couple of years. Yeah, it's 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 it basically after they fire Bo Pelini, that's when they started to go downhill. But they've always they've been bad for a lot longer than a couple of years. No, though. they they would be. Bo Pelini was known for his nine wins and then losing the losing the whatever. Uh, Whatever bowl game they were in, they would win nine games. They would get into the Big Ten championship. They would get spanked in the Big Ten championship, and then they would lose whatever bowl game they were in. And that was Bo Pelini's life. They got you Bo- so excited because they would be top 25. And then, you know, um, it was actually funny. Uh, somebody asked on Twitter, I think you like this tweet too. Can you hear the fireworks? I cannot hear the fireworks. I Sounds unfortunately fireworks. Uh, go to Fan Fest, parking lot G. There's going to be fireworks there. Um, come join us, watch fireworks with us. Anyway. There was a tweet that said, why isn't football an Olympic sport? And then they showed the highlight of Taylor Martinez in like, I don't know, 2014, 2013 against Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship where he had like that insane like 70-yard touchdown run where he ran 15 yards backwards. And um, so, yes, Taylor Martinez. uh, And the caption uh, was, uh, Josh Rosen scores a touchdown versus Yugoslavia. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Both Polini retired, right? I, I don't know. He he was he was coaching. So did Zach Fulton. That's a transition. Oh. I don't really care about Bo Pelini. Wow. Okay. Zach Fulton retired on Friday. I actually got woken up to this news. Like I woke up, checked Twitter. It's like, oh, Zach Fulton retired. It's like, all right, get in the work mode. Like, don't you don't even get a second to breathe here, Bobby. Something something awakened in you that said you have to wake up, and it was the moment that Zach Fulton did retire. Yeah. So Zach well, Zach Fulton, like literally like. I checked Twitter, and the first thing is like one minute ago, Zach Fulton announces his retirement. Something, so, some, some spirit awoke, awoke in you. It was the spirit of Joe Judge. <laughs> so obviously, we've you know made the there's been big debate over you know guys retiring the like we we talked about that on Friday, so I don't want to rehash a ton of that. I will say this one, this this one kind of hurts, you know, like Looney. I didn't stress Todd Davis. I definitely didn't stress. I guess Kenny Wiggins was truly ahead of Zach Fulton, which I, which makes it sting a little less. But Zach Fulton was the second most experienced guy on this on this team, doubly. Like he had ninety career starts, where Kenny Wiggins only has forty two. So he, like, and Nate Solder obviously had had the most on the offensive line. And I know he was bad in two thousand twenty twenty, but he was good before that. Um, this one is a little kick to the depth a little bit, you know. Where Joe Looney, I really didn't stress at all. 
you know, Todd, I'm repeating myself, Todd Davis, I definitely did. But Zach Fulton, like he was, like he's had, he's had a good NFL career and he's, you know, he's only turning 30 this year. Yeah. So, you know, now we're at a point where we're a little bit more concerned about the offensive line. But here's even just a spin, a spin from this. And I think I've said this before on an episode or a PPP, something like that. At least in the past, guys like Zach Fulton would collect their paychecks with the New York football giants, start for the giants. And maybe if their heart isn't totally in it, they would start, they would stink. They would be decent. They would be average, below average, whatever. They would collect their paycheck and then move on because the giants didn't know how to draft people to find sustainable uh, replacements that can be here year after year. And that was the Giants' approach. Like, oh, let's just sign the John Jerry's of the world, the Mike Remmers of the world, even though Mike Remmers was somewhat decent. You know, the DJ Flukers of the world. Let's sign these guys just to be here, to be placeholders for this year because there's just nobody better. Those guys would start. So if Zach Fulton wasn't in it, and, you know, yes, it's kind of a, it's a hit to our depth, to our depth, but, at the end of the day, you know, these would be guys that would start for the Giants in years past. So at least I have solace in knowing that, like, hey, if you're not in it, then you're not here. And he clearly, I guess, and I'm just speaking from, like, I'm not, I don't want to say that Zach Fulton was, he's, he's quitting or anything like that. But if you're not here, if your heart's not in it, if your mind's not in it, then you're not here. You know? Well, Kenny Wiggins was ahead of him. And honestly, Zach Fulton with his career, Kenny Wiggins shouldn't have been ahead of him. So that's either Kenny Wiggins is outperforming. Uh, himself or Zach Fulton was like severely underperforming so you know it just sucks because Zach Fulton could have been could have been good depth you know and I know there's an argument where it's like I actually thought the depth going into this preseason was like the depth is actually good the issue is that the depth is very close to what the starters are like the issue is not like like if you look at depth around the offensive line in in the league I bet you the Giants probably like showed up there every single one of them. And you got Jonathan Harrison who started a bunch of games, Kenny Wiggins, Zach Fulton who started 90, and Nate Solder 127. The issue is that the starters might not be too far ahead of them. And yeah. especially at those positions of right tackle and the guard spots. Like yeah. center and left tackle, at least I feel pretty good about the guards and the tackle and right tackle are the ones you worry about. Nate Solder got one snap at guard. Um, when uh, somebody did a full, had a full start and they took a lap. So Nate Solder for right guard. Here we go. Me and you both thought that would fuel some Nate Solder guard talk, but that actually did the opposite. It fueled Will Hernandez is a bum talk because he had oh. one false start. Oh. Like I, the Instagram comments were full of like, this guy sucks. Yeah, I legitimately thought that people were going to start making the Nate Solder for guard take, but there, I was actually a, proud of people. There's a little bit out there. I just, listen maybe i just don't see it happening he looks skinny and we we just recorded his ppap earlier and it'll be out later i just don't think nate solder's up to it you know it's not to say it's impossible i just don't think he's up to that yeah i i would agree um can't teach an old dog new tricks that's my take um that's true you know chat slade seems to be having a good camp i'll say that um and then i'm rooting for him I like Chad. And then I'm I'm very excited to see what Kyle Murphy looks like in preseason. Like he's legitimately who I'm looking forward to seeing most in the preseason is Kyle Murphy. All right. So let's kind of project who is going to be this very, I mean, I could see the starting O-line getting a series, but who is going to be the O-line that's going to rock and roll for like that 
second quarter. So Chad Slade at left tackle. It's going to be Slade. Murphy. Murphy. Harrison. Maybe Wiggins. I don't know. And um, Wiggins maybe on the left and then Murphy on the right. Or vice versa doesn't Wiggins would it, it well Wiggins is working with the starters right now so I, I I'm not sure but Wiggins technically is a backup because Lemieux is going to be the starter when he gets back right you know so maybe they pit Wiggins at left and then pit Murphy at right I just don't know if they want going to want to put Heggie out there at right guard to start you know yeah. play a bunch you know like maybe I they think will I think maybe, they, maybe here so here's I think the, they want to give Heggie center reps in the second half here's and Harrison the, in the first half. Here's the take that you got to remember that I said a while back about uh, about got, preseason. Let's save this for Friday. Honestly. Oh yeah, a little bit, little bit, little bit, little one take. Uh, you got to remember there. Are, you know, we may just because we don't see a lot of somebody. So let's just say Brett Hagee. We don't see a lot of them, and we're wondering why. That may not be a bad sign. It may be a good sign that Joe Judge and company doesn't want to put too much tape out there. So if they have to cut them, then a team doesn't pick them up right away. And sign him to their own 53-man roster because they want him to fall to the practice squad. They don't want to put a lot of tape out there. Heggie's going to play a ton. He's just going to – I think he's going to play at center. Okay. I'm I'm pretty confident Heggie's going to play. Save it for Friday. Yeah. Um, Uniforms. Ryan Ryan Anderson was Ah, cut. That too. That too. I'm excited about uniforms. Now, he was – he hasn't practiced, so I'm sure that has a lot more to do with it than our own assessments of him. But this was one guy I want to cut. You know, like, I mean, let's talk about the edge room. Lorenzo Carter, Zizo Jolari, Efedio Danabo, and Ellerson Smith. Those four guys are essentially locks to make the roster. You really only need four guys at that. Cam Brown was second on the team in special team snaps. He's probably going to make the roster. And then if they were going to keep six, you got O'Shane Zimenez and Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson doesn't do anything for me. Like, there's no, there's no point of his game. And you know me, I try to be positive, especially in, like, film breakdowns and stuff. It's like, hey, I understand what those guys' expectations. I want to show the good things he does, but, you know, also he struggles. Ryan Anderson, there's really nothing you could point to, and, like, that's what he does good. Whereas at least O'Shane Zimenez, like, there's some flashes of pass rush ability. They draft him in the third round. It's like, okay, let's let's get, give him a chance to develop. He kind of missed his whole second year. So let him uh, give him some time to develop. So, you know, not much. The only thing I will say is what was the head scratcher for me is Kyler Fackrell got half a million more and it was you know it was only five hundred thousand dollars guaranteed you know the rest were it was incentives for sacks and playing time so i would have much rather kept kyler fackrell around who who can be a do-it-all type linebacker and had like some semi-decent success with the giants i never understood why they let fackrell go to the Chargers and brought anderson in hey but if you listen to the show and you're, if, you're, if you're an in-tune listener, and you don't even have to be like an in-tune listener, right? Because you you have been saying this pretty repetitively when it when it's necessary. If you're a listener to this show, you knew this was going to happen. Just saying. Just saying. This clears things up for a defensive uh, assistant quality control coach, Ryan Anderson. Yeah, it must have been tough. Remember, it was like within a few days they added Ryan Anderson and Ryan Anderson. Must have been tough, especially My- if you had a Twitter. My still favorite, my favorite Ryan Anderson was on the Orlando Magic. I love uh, when I love when people at Justin Tuck when Justin Tucker misses a field goal. It's like my favorite thing on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about the uniforms now? Yeah, I like them going to the white pants. I mean, I the do. pants already looked white on TV, but I like them going to the white pants. I do with I, the aways. Now with the homes, I want gray pants. Which oh no, you're. You're weird. Why wouldn't you want gray pants at home? 
the white looks so clean. I, no matter what, I, I think white always looks so clean. And I love how they, you know, the red and, you know, maybe, maybe the white. At home oh, with the blue jerseys, I want gray pants. No, 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 no. I think white looks very clean. Yeah, with I, the white jerseys. No, I think they look cleaner with the blue jerseys, with the color contrast than the away. This is a bad take by you. I think this is, I think this is, I think you're in the minority. The gray pants. This is why I wish. Here's why I'm in the minority, though. When it comes to jerseys, fans always just want something different. Like if we had the color rush jerseys as our aways for the last 10 years, and then we brought out the current aways, it was like, look at these new jerseys. People would be like, we need to have these. I love the, the current away jerseys. We won two Super Bowls in them. Yeah, we did win two Super Bowls in them. Um, the Giants did announce today that we are going to be wearing white. The, Hey, you want you want the gray pants back? We're going to be wearing our white away jerseys with the gray pants for the first time at home since week two of the 2005 season when the New Orleans Saints were the home team during her or post Hurricane Katrina. And I was at that game. Now, I originally thought it was a preseason game. Am I a bad person for being like, yes, we get an extra home game when that happens? Um, no, no, you're not. Because realistically, I would. I would be the same way. That was the first and like last game that the Giants have like had cheerleaders. And the only thing I remember from that game, I was also seven years old. The only thing I remember from that game, 2005 week two against the Saints, is that there were cheerleaders there. And I was watching them intently. Little horn dog. Mm-hmm. Um, both the color rush games I will be at. Tampa on the road and then Philly the following week. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's My pretty darn cool. Going to- yeah, I kind of liked. I kind of wanted to see the white, the regular whites though. Um, so that is that's, it is what it is. All right, do you? I mean, you got anything else? No, I do like the Actually, changes though. I like yeah. how there's going to be a a change and there's going to be diversity and it's not going to be the same thing every week and even at home, given that change of the eyes, you know, I I I, I kind of like it. I'm I'm for it, 100 for it. You have to think about this. Could you read the ad? Oh, I could. I could think about it, Bobby Skinner. So nobody likes the pup list. Nobody uh, likes to um, being physically unable to perform and manscaped. It's going to help you out in terms of getting ready to perform in terms of your looks. Maybe if it's dangling a little bit, maybe you can't really fully get it up. It's still going to look good because it looks bigger when you trim it back. That's what my father told me growing up. Manscaped the chat agrees with me, by the way. The chat agrees with you because everyone agrees with you. If we were to put it to a poll and we were to say, this is Justin's take and this is Bobby, even if we didn't, even if we just said anonymously, can we do that thing again? That Remember we did that random thing? I'm sorry, Manscaped. Well, I'm going to get to you in one second. That we named the Johnny story segment. We just put out two letters, vote for J or K. And, yep. and you won. Yep. Can we do that again? Later. Okay, we'll do it later. All right. So Manscaped I'll do it right now, actually. Manscaped helps you out. Can I can I, can my letter be Q? All right. So Q is for gray pants or white pants with the blue jerseys. Sure. Actually, you know what? Why don't we just ask you what they like more? Actually, you know what? No, I just want to test this out because I, I'm convinced Mine's that be- every single poll that we do, I lose it even when it's anonymous. People are gonna when they think Q, they think Q and on, so you're gonna lose this one. Okay. That's 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 the way it goes. All right, Manscaped, it helps you look really good and it gets you ready to perform. And they have their space series. So attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to host and 
Do you have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped, they have cleared you for takeoff with the fourth generation, brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity. When you use the best tools for the job, the leaders with the leaders in male grooming join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket penis metaphor ready to for takeoff by going to Manscaped for 20% off and using the code giants and also get some free shipping the lawnmower 4.0 7000 rpm motor new multifunction on off switch it can function when you need a more precise shave then i mentioned the trimmer is waterproof too yes we've talked about that waterproof take it in the shower performance package 4.0 it also comes with a weed whacker it brings so much to the table Manscaped also threw in two free gifts of the performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel pack. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code giants at manscaped.com for a clean Trinity and beyond your space balls. will thank you. Promo code giants, 20% off and free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped. Our R is up 68 to 32. All right. We now welcome on to the program. Well, I, I say that in the interview, but yeah, or still Clem, our good friend. So here, here it is. Take it away. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, we now welcome back on, I think, second time officially on Talking Giants. You've been on streams and Bleeding Blue and different stuff. Clem Zingas, Barstool Clem. Clem, how are you doing? It's training camp, which I think might be our three's favorite time of the year as Giants fans. Hopefully that actually changes. But how are you doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing great. I was actually trying to think. I was like, I think this is the second time on the show, unless there was some sort of like offseason thing. I don't know. But like you said, I've been on some of the streams, which was a blast. Um, and yeah, like you said, training camp, it's always eventful, you know, usually because it's it's the highlight of our of our year, usually because by week six, we're out of the playoff hunt. But um, I, I think things are changing. I love you guys because you guys are, I think, on the more positive side, but real realists at the same time. And uh, I think we always have fun here. So you guys are my kind of people talking now talking giants against the world. Am I part of the talking giants in that battle or am I part of the world? Like, it's not just you guys. It's you, you guys. You tweeted talking right? giants versus the world. So you're part of, uh, okay, there you is. just have to tweet it one time. And, okay. and that's how, that's how you become part of it. Hell yeah. Um, it's like being christened, uh, christened by, uh, by blood. Is that, is that, is that even the phrase? I think I just I might've mixed two different things. You know uh, what? I think we have to have a, bl- a, a a blood christening with each other the first time we actually meet in person. We're gonna have to deal with people and be like, "What the fuck is going on over there?" But you know what? That's because you. That's you I'm I'm gonna be up there next week for Fan Fest. I think they're we're gonna do a if if I give you a sticker, you have to tweet out "Talking Giants versus the World" like right right on the spot or something. For real. For real. Or or get like a spatula that like grills "Talking Giants versus the World" in, into the burgers. <laughs> I, it, I will say it's good to talk to you because we've been doing all the beat reporter stuff. And I'm just, I'm just off. I'm just sick of reporters and net media because of the way this first week as a Giants fan has went. Because it, it's all the Joe Judge like talking points had went away. People were like, okay, you know what? He's real deal. People bought in, and my God, they have come back fast. And it's so it's good to have someone who's like on with us to fight against that instead of just trying to be objective and and not getting getting dirty in the fight. Yeah, and like obviously we have like a lot of the guys you interview the the people I should say there's some girls too like you you guys interview like some really good beat reporters who do their stuff and have fun with it but then there's also like 
the people who don't have any fun or like the, I always find it's the national reporters who are just diving into the scrum. We'll get the Joe judge news. And then they, they run with it blindly. Uh, I mean, West Steinberg, I said, West Steinberg's having the best camp training camp since Victor Cruz was a rookie. And before he got hurt, cause he is just like, it's just fish in a barrel right now. It's, it's sickening. Like I get so, I'm sure you guys get them. People are tagging me in the tweets. They're thinking they're either trying to clown me or they're like trying to be like, yo, this is a good story for you to run with for the blog. And it's like, guys, Everyone, but you know what? Like, I can't even blame my friends or like the my followers because like legitimate mainstream media people with like tons of followers are falling for this guy. So, like you said, the the banker uh, photo has just done an absolute number. Uh, so yeah, the 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 Joe Judge is you know Belichick clone. Matt Patricia is always my favorite. He's Matt Patricia, even though like I never heard one good thing about Matt Patricia's entire time in Detroit, where I don't hear one bad thing about Joe Judge in New York. So it's always an absolute blast to see how uh, this part of the year goes. But um, it's easy to get hyped, man, right? Other than our quarterback falling at the bottom of a pile. Other than that, everything's been a lot of fun. I think that gets me hyped a little bit too. Yeah, the I, I can't stand the Patricia uh, Judge comparisons. Like, have you ever listened to Judge versus Patricia? Like I remember even like I uh, 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 the part of my take I interviewed Patricia and I was like, this guy is supposed to control a room like this is this is brutal like you know I don't want to you know throw anybody on the bus but it it was it, the comparisons don't make any sense I will say he never had an answer for why he had a pencil for a laminated sheet Joe Judge would boom. never have a pencil for a laminated mm. sheet he goes be genuine work. be genuine that's yes. so that's we you know we just ranted on the, on the last podcast was like. Everyone says stop being like Belichick. It's like anyone who's around Joe Judge realizes this is who he is. Like this isn't fake at all. Um, and let me just say, I when he first got hired, because with all hires, you never know how they're going to be. Especially Joe Judge, who I did, I had to go on his Wikipedia, which didn't exist at the time, which was a, <laughs> which was mind blowing. Everyone is a Wikipedia, right? And um, when he was doing the whole thing, I was kind of just like you know poking fun at like I'm going to play like the people of the Northeast. We're going to be you know tough like these guys are. And I was like, all right, I'm going to only call him Coach Judge. He's going to be like that you know football guys, football guy kind of a guy. But as you kind of get to know him, like he is that authentic dude. And I have bought in on his program a thousand percent. I think if you listen to us talking last year, we were all in on him and nothing that has happened despite a six and 10 record. I'm even more in on him now than I was, you know, day one, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Why I wanted to have you on, you know, why it's, this is like the perfect time to have you on, I should say, is because I feel like this is the summer of Joe judge more than it was last off season. This really is the summer of Joe judge. Now that he, uh, you know, now that he gets to have be a little bit more loose and force some guys to retire. No, but uh, you know, <laughs> get some forces, some guys to retire. And is you know, these guys are fighting and he's sending these guys on sprints. You know, uh, this is the time to have you on. Cause you, you have been one of the leading catalysts of just like, yes, like we, we love this. We, we feel this and yes, yes, yes. To kind of everything that he's been doing it. Cause I, I feel like the majority of giants fans are kind of like in the same boat. Yeah, and it starts, like, like I say, a lot of the stuff I, I always do on, like, when I'm blogging or I'm tweeting or whatever, it starts as kind of like, you know, tongue-in-cheek, because we're all in this, it's all the same nonsense, we're all watching the same pass that went yeah. seven yards as an out, and we're losing our minds over, so you gotta have some fun with it, but, like, he has really just like completely made me like a psychopath for like, all right, we got to be tight. We got to have no penalties. We got to do this. No fighting. God damn it. And um, just even the way he's like, he's educating these guys. There's a method to all his, to his madness. And I've, I've also seen this as a Knicks fan. And I, I know Bobby's a Nets fan, but as a Knicks fan, we've been through like just hell. And it's like, they would hire this head coach with a flashy name and they would never do anything behind him. where Joe judge hires actual coaches to coach, you know, the positions. And there's a reason why he's hiring these guys. And it's like, Oh my God, 
God, we're building infrastructure here. This is how teams win. And the Knicks hiring actual shooting coaches and they get better at shooting. It's like, what a novel concept that is right there. The big men's coach is a good big man's coach. You're the New York Knicks. You can afford guys like that. And seeing Joe Judge kind of bring that to the Giants after, I mean, there were so many hires between Shermer and McAdoo that never made any sense. And now I feel like we're finally on the right path here um, to building a legitimate franchise from the top to the bottom. And again, that comes to us fans. We have to be like buying into the system too, instead of just crying on Twitter. Because you know what? Cowboys fans, Eagles fans, Washington fans, they eat that up, that negativity. I'm like, let's reverse the curse. Let's get back and let's kind of like be united front so the last time i can remember us being united was when odell was just having that like crazy season we were all on the same page and then once he put that hole in the lambo wall everything shattered basically mcadoo got a haircut and it was the curtains that damn boat <laughs> did you want the giants to be on hard because i mean they've already made a mistake by putting the cowboys over the giants but did, as a fan did you want the giants to be on hard knocks or no as a fan, I didn't because I, I don't think hard knocks is good for you in terms of like wins and losses. I don't think, I think there's just more opportunities to create distractions out of it, which I mean, this day and age, especially with the media as a content maker, it would have just been like so easy. I would have had, you know, three blogs every single morning before I woke up just from the night before when they were on hard knocks, something, something someone said, I would love to see like Joe judge operating in his like element and all the different stuff that goes on. But I like, you'll have to like the married name will have to be wiped from the giants. Like, you know, uh, franchise for them to, or they have to be the only team that fits those like three or four criteria or whatever to get on the show. That's the only way I think the giants will ever end up on it. I honestly do. I, you know, I've actually, I've never really watched it. Like I see the clips and stuff. I've never really watched hard knocks. Do you think a guy like what, do you think Wes Steinberg would have made it on hard knocks? Like, like the, cause you know that Joe judge <laughs> sees that like, like, I bet you he thinks it's just as funny as us. He's like, oh, my God. Do you see what the, the Steinberg guy put out again? <laughs> it might have, man, because I'm telling you, like, it, it's hitting, like, top NFL. Like, I'm not saying, like, not Ian Rappaport and Schefter are tweeting it out. But um, those guys have been burned by trolls in the past. But there's some pretty high-level guys that I could see, like, a Hard Knocks producer for sure. And I I used to love Hard Knocks. It's kind of, like, lost its grip on me a little bit in the, in the recent years. Um, but I actually – I kind of love that the Cowboys are on it just because there is a chance there's some stupid controversy that comes out of it because, you know, Dallas is such a, a big name and – all it takes is like Zeke looking a little big his first day at camp or something like that, where everyone's just going to lose their minds. And it's one less story about Joe judge going out of the media and it'll be about the Cowboys instead. With the internet now, it's like, no matter how good the giants looked in hard knocks, people would have found stuff to, uh, to poke at. So I, I guess the fan in me is glad, but I, like you said, the, the content wise, I was like, ah, it'd be, it would be kind of fun to watch one hard knocks. I mean, you guys could have done just an episode every single week, just breaking down the hour worth of stuff. You know what I mean? And then along with all the other stuff you guys do. So yeah, it would have been great. But in the end, I'm telling you, like I have to go through and like go year by year. Like I know the Rams made the playoffs last year while the chargers didn't. Um, but I think like the Cowboys year they were on, they didn't make the playoff. Like, I don't, I don't think teams usually that usually leads to success that next season. Not, I don't know how much that makes a difference though. I now have a study to do comparing Vegas odds of over under wins this of this of that season and then the teams that are on hard knocks and seeing how many wins they actually get and how many teams are actually they underperform so that's a study thank you for giving me the, that You're idea welcome. and I can very much see not judge reacting to West Steinberg but just players in the locker room <laughs> being like just do you, you see this shit 
you see this shit? <laughs> oh god, to hear like the receiver room talking about Kelvin Benjamin like eating the cafeteria or whatever, just that whole thing. It would that would have been special, yeah. Because you know these guys are on their phones more than like we are, which is actually kind of crazy when you think about it. When they're not like running laps and, and mm-hmm. out there, you know, in the weight room. So yeah, that would have been in, that would have been. I, I take it back now. I kind of would like to see like West Steinberg just completely, you know causing chaos in the giants locker or how about just like a uh, compilation of just guys running and then another one bites the dust is playing in the background as joe looney hands or gets his thing taken off the top of the locker <laughs> todd davis gets his name taken off the top of the locker kelvin benjamin gets his name taken off the top of the locker so those like all these guys that are retiring and getting cut i mean i guess only those three but another one bites the dust plays in the background as joe judge is just eviscerating people and that that i club we should produce this I, I, I'm, we're making our own hard knocks. If we have to sneak into the locker room, I, I don't think it's be easy for us for us to sneak around. But we will try to sneak into that locker room and get uh, the angel of death. I kind of like that. Where Joe Judge. I mean, it's only three names. It's only been a week though, too. So he's taking like he's on like a three uh, person retirement, three retirings a week uh, average yeah. right now. And it was all it was all new guys. It was no one that was here last year. Right? You have one, two, yeah, Davis, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's been wild. Joe Looney lasted three days, and that was like 66% more than Todd Davis lasted. <laughs> oh, I was so bummed about Looney, too. Didn't he just seem like a fun dude? Oh, like, he was he amazing. He was like the nicest, like most personable guy. Might have maybe on the entire team. You know, like he's like the yep. anti-Kelvin Benjamin. And and we lost him after day. So I I, you know, I'm like I'm not sweating over Joe Looney, but yeah, that that his personality just seemed to like shine through him. He was the guy who wore the Zeke jersey back in the day in yeah. Dallas. <laughs> I forgot uh, about you know, that. So he, he would he would have been a lot of fun to talk about. Um if he would have been good, like he would have been like, you know, number one goal for us to get on talking giants in the offseason. But. That guy is a talking giants kind of dude for sure. And I, he would have kept the like the the O-line room loose as because if like the schedule did us no favors. First two games of the season are against the Broncos and the and Washington. And the Broncos, like I feel like their pass rush by like week 12 is always just like injured or you know, suspended or something. Getting them week one fresh with that secondary and a Fangio defense, I'm like, oh crap, Danny Jones and the offensive line is going to have the work cut out. And then obviously Washington on a short week on the road. And I like a guy like Joe Looney, I feel like helps that room. So I'm not happy that how that all broke for us for sure. Broncos, Washington, Atlanta to start the season. Is it like way over optimistic to like, be like, oh my gosh, we can actually do three and oh, and it's not crazy. I mean, if you, cause if you then say uh, Drew Locke, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick and I get Matt Ryan's not, not, not trash by any means, but you know, those, those two, and then the Atlanta defense in the first yeah. three, you can talk me defense. into it for sure. Yeah. Like I, I feel like every single game is going to be a three, six point game. Like this team's not going to take it easy on us, at least in the beginning of the year. I love this team, um, but I don't think they're going to take it easy on us, at least in the beginning, especially against those two pass defenses off the jump. I just want to win week one, like winning week one yes. changes the tone for the entire, like energy. It's like you're either going to be way too positive, and then if you lose on the opposite end, it's like there's just like there's no there's no more negative than you can be than losing week one. Uh, Isn't there some stat? They were there like they've they've never they've been above five hundred in like forty weeks or so. Like they've because they always started off slow. Those like first they've always lost week one, and I don't like the last time we might have been above five hundred. Could that have been twenty sixteen? Is that yeah? Right? It had to be because yeah, we started frankly, off two and zero, then lost three in a row, and then won whatever in a row. You no, know, because oh frankly, God. I I started 
podcasting in, in 2018 and and my my big ask in 2019 was like just let's have some energy in middle October to you know possibly early November by like Halloween that's, that's been that's been the ask you know because we were two and two in October week five you know uh because we won the two games with Jones and then we played Minnesota and then we back to back weeks in Minnesota New England we got our asses kicked so that's been like that's been the <laughs> the target area of that time of the year like can we just have relevant football past that time of the year frankly you know we're expecting a little bit more this year but that's my goal just and, give me give me something past then october I, halloween like you said. i always i always get so mad at the fan base for being so negative when you do put in the numbers of it all it's like man there's not a lot to be positive about sometimes other than if you like actually follow this team like when the vegas numbers came out on the over-unders and stuff like that i was like we're a better team than I, I like everyone's kind of talking Dallas and watching the division. I'm like, I think we're going to be right there the whole time. So uh, then again, if you just look at the cold heart, like I remember that stat, I think it was Monday night. It was the, it was last week, Monday night, uh, first game of the year. It was a tweet about how like the last three years, it was like, we were worse than the Browns and they had the 0 16 season. And that was like, kind of like the, like the, it's when you're really drunk and you look in the mirror, you're like, Oh boy, <laughs> like, this isn't good. I basically got the spits, the little spits coming out of my mouth. Once I saw that tweet. So that was to go along with all the other nonsense that was going on in that Steelers game. So at the end of the game, Ugh. What are you? What are we running laps for this year? I ran my first lap for believing Pat Leonard. Like, what is? What do you think is? What is your biggest culprit to force you to run laps? Okay, so um, every time the Giants basically screw up, I'm gonna make myself run a lap just because I need to run the laps. And my kitchen's getting renovated right now, so we're just been eating like pizza and takeout mm-hmm. every night. So I feel awful right now. Um, I think it's gonna be like once I talk myself into Jason Garrett being uh, decent. It's going to be all right. He's going to fix everything. I've already made the excuses that Saquon, the offense was built around Saquon. He got hurt week, you know, what was that? Three against the bears. And then everything fell at week two. Everything fell apart from there. So I'm just like, and I hate, I I don't want to say hate Jason Garrett. I am. I really don't like Jason Garrett. That's, that's okay to say on this. I can say, hey, I hate Jason Garrett. I hate there you go. I defended him for the first time today, which was, you know, the whole coach thing. The coach thing. Yeah. Which I, they're saying was blown a little out of proportion. A little. It was totally made up. He didn't do it. He just made, like, he said, like, good to see you guys. And they didn't really respond. And he, like, was joking, like, that's where you guys say, good to see you guys, co- uh, good to see you, coach. So he was just saying, like, hey, say, say good to see you back. And that, and I, I don't want to force you into any uncomfortable situations, but Pat the Rat made it seem like he demanded, like, like Deion Sanders a couple of weeks ago to call him coach. Oh, yeah. The Deion Sanders thing, too, which is, which was wild in itself. Um, Oh God, Pat Leonard. Like this is the things like I forgot about Pat Leonard. He's been out of my life so long. Now he's coming in. Like now when, when the Knicks win, all the negative Knicks writers disappear. And it's like, they, they don't mean anything anymore. Now the giants are back and we have to deal with the Pat, the rats and all that stuff. I mean, like West Steinberg is bleeding into the regular media now. Like that's such a West Steinberg thing to do right there. Right. I feel like I've said West Steinberg on this podcast more than I ever imagined. Oh, he's a star. West, he, he's is, a star. he is, he is a, he is a shooting star. I, feel like I used he's to hate the- him. I feel like he's the embodiment of the Joker. Like he's just a (laughs) figure that like loves to watch the world burn. He's the embodiment of the Dark Knight, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger Joker. He's like, if he caught the postman, what would he? What would we? If he caught the mailman, what would we do? He doesn't even know. He just runs after it. Like he's just (laughs) causing chaos. He doesn't want to become a credential member of the media. He just wants to cause chaos, retweets, likes, all this kind of stuff, and make it the sports center. I I work with a guy, Uncle Chaps. He um. 
he actually had it was the year we signed Vernon Olivier Vernon. He had that the Jaguars signed him, and it, I think Schefter went with it on live on Sports Center. Really? They, they cut to him, and he was so pissed off. He was like his little Schefter thing. You can see he was all mad because so, yeah. I remember that, and I, I was so confused, like because I wasn't as into it back as this back then. You know, I you know I check I check it like a couple hours later, and it's like the Giants are in play for Olivier Vernon. I was like, I, th- I thought he signed for this with the Jets. <laughs> I didn't know that was your guys, your guys' guy. Yep, yep. He's my co-host of Pop Father. So I always call him like, dude, you were you were a swindler back in the day. You played the game, that troll <laughs> stuff. But I mean, it keeps the internet fresh. You need to have that every so often. And it's it, I, I said it, and I truly mean it at the, meant it at the time when the Benjamin story went up. It was like reminder: this is training camp now. We check for the blue check marks, and the thing is, you could check the check, but now the check marks are falling for the fake news. So then it's just absolute chaos out there. So wait until talking Giants tweets it until they tweet it it's not real <laughs> I, really five, it's a, five years ago you had an excuse to fall for this stuff i don't feel like you have you can have an excuse to fall for this anymore it's like we have been yeah. like at least myself i have been conditioned to not believe anything even if it has a blue check mark like you know deshaun watson was going to be traded to the eagles last night like, let me look at his profile does he have a blue check mark yet do you have nineteen thousand followers yeah but it's like you know what i'm not i'm not uh, believing that this random you know, Wizards reporter uh, is, is the one who got the Deshaun Watson scoop. <laughs> exactly. And I really it's, think it's a, it's like a reflection on our society too. Like really what this, what Wes Steinberg is causing us to do. We're really getting philosophical here. <laughs> Wes Steinberg is putting a mirror up to our world and say, look at yourselves. This is what you've turned into. <laughs> and then again, we're, we're going crazy about guys practicing in shorts, but that's just the kind of shit this NFL does to us. Our brain <laughs> is conditioned right now. It's getting, it's, I'm, and I, well, obviously I know Justin, you're in the air in the tri-state area. Bobby's down in Florida, but we've had football weather earlier than usual. We're getting it like the first week of August. I'm waking up and it's like, you know, fifties and sixties outside. And I'm that like, what's going on? so good about visiting next week. Oh yeah, uh, it's gonna. You're bringing up the heat, though. I think it's gonna be in the 80s and 90s. You goddamn stay in Florida, man. We're trying to enjoy this football weather up here. Dude, right I now. can't even go outside and like without sweating right now. It sucks. <laughs> the hair's your hair's flowing nice though. You got the hair. I know, the but that's part of the problem. It's this is my first year working inside, and it's like okay, I can live with it. If I was still working outside, it would have been cut off months ago. Yeah. Are you gonna be able to make it up to the fan fest? Uh, it's the 12th. The 11th Wednesday. The, the 11th. I haven't. So when it, when they when they said everything went on sale or whatever or they were putting the tickets online it was like crashing, I was like, I'm not going anywhere near this. I went to MetLife a month ago. I took my kids to Monster Truck Rally. Got to get like I always say, get I got a little white trashing it, you know. Oh, I've been to them. Just kids some fun. It was my first time ever going. It was an absolute blast. I spent um, two hours in MetLife Stadium with about and it was in the hallways because there was thunder. It was thundering and lightning outside. So it was me and about a hundred million kids just pissed off on their ipads and whatever and then i had to come back the next day and i said you know what uh i'm good going to metlife until i'm gonna be week three against the falcons that's my next time at metlife so i was like i don't know if i want to go with fifty thousand giants fans or whatever the number was it's unbelievable the kind of uh what's the latest numbers on that did they end up selling them out or what are they well the issue is they gave people no warning and they made them free so like I didn't like there's so many people who probably have six tickets but don't plan to go. Yep. They were like I'm gonna get my tickets and figure it out later. Yeah. So like I I you know usually I would be a little annoyed by that but it's like I don't blame people. It's like we didn't 
it's like as soon as we saw that it's like let's get our tickets as quick as we can and then we'll figure out if i'm going to fly up for that and stuff so yeah there's people who probably got them and never will think about it again until like the next day when they're reading about what happened at FanFest. Oh yeah. Oh, so I tickets for it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, like, especially like the hustle bustle of the tri-state it's free. Let's take it. We'll worry. We'll figure out the rest later. So um, I I've guarantee- seen ads for them on Craigslist and stuff too. I mean, people are you know trying to make a hundred bucks off of it. <laughs> Respect the game, right? Um, any ideas for us to get in trouble there, but not get into too much trouble where, you know, the giants organization is like, you can't use the name talking giants anymore. Yeah, like I'm. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that too. I, I want to see just straight trailer boy stuff at E Boys up there. That's the thing. I want to see it, but it's like it is a thin line. Then again, it is New Jersey. It's a New Jersey parking lot. That's what I, I say to myself. My happy place on the in, on Earth is usually around ten thirty a.m. when all the beers start hitting, and I'm in the middle of a parking lot in East Rutherford. That's yep. like some sick and twisted shit, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see you guys, like. I don't know. I want to see fireworks. I want to see fireworks. I want to see, you know, badass Bobby, like bring, bring that fucking no checkmark mentality up here to the, to the, to the East Rutherford park. Maybe we'll just do the fireworks in, in, in the car. Like like, we're not doing it in the parking lot. We're doing it in the car. I have a sunroof, so we'll do it out of my car. <laughs> I saw you guys running laps too, like absolute maniacs, and I'm like, what are these guys doing? That was you, Justin. Were you running yeah. laps? Well, no, I got out of my I got when I heard that Joe Judge was eviscerating people, I got in my car and I acted like I drove to the facility, and then Bobby was running laps for believing Pat Leonard. So That's- we've been we've been going nuts. <laughs> we've been going nuts over here. Look, this is so much fun. Like everyone's losing their minds. Like, oh my God, is this going to be the end of the Giants? This is Belichick uh, without the talent, blah, blah, blah. This is what we're supposed to do. Have some fucking fun with it, right? This yeah. is what being a football fan's about. Because I'll tell you, by mid-October, there's a chance we're not having fun anymore. If you can't have fun now, you're not going to have fun at all, potentially. So Amen. this is what the Giants have done to us. They've kind of broken my brain in that sense. I've met Justin a couple of times. I plan on just really pranking him as hard as I can. Not wow. even like, you know, like clever pranks. Just prank. It's a prank, you know, the the YouTube. It's a prank, bro. Tabletop um, him. Give him the tabletop. You can't do that on the parking lot, though. Maybe just, like in... In like a beach or something. I don't know. You guys have to take him to the beach to tabletop him. Well, it's like I'll, I'm going to pull up the video, but like we were talking about fireworks and car. This is I, I'm so I'm peer pressing my brother to like come throw on, fireworks on, out the window. You can see, do it. And he I goes, come on, do it. Stop! You're the stop! You're the under my legs. Stop! Go! 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 That's gonna get. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy Justin's vehicle next week, which I'm very I'm very happy about. My my poor 2015 Honda Cross Tour. Justin, head swivel. Promise me, <laughs> promise me. I don't want next time we're doing and we have the JPP interview with you. Like we need everyone head on a swivel. This entire like season, this that entire what is it? A week you're coming up for, Bobby? Few four days, yeah. Four days. Okay, that's gonna be good though. Like, see, that's the kind of stuff I think the the fan fest needs is. Like, it's always a little, I feel, I don't know if the word stuffy, but that's just Giant fans in general, right? Like, it's the Jets fans, I remember back in the day, they'd be getting into fights, and they were, you know, the tailgate videos would go viral. Giants fans are much older, a little more calm. They sit on their hands. It's a little quieter in the stadium. I think we need someone to kind of just, you know, stir up, stir up the, you know, be a little bit of an instigator. So that's kind of what I want you guys to be. I want you we guys need to, to be somewhere riled. in the middle of current Giants fans, and then, like, we're Philly fans where they're fighting their you know their power forward Mike Scott because he's wearing a Redskins jersey. Yeah, like we yeah. we want. I want to find the, like the perfect line in the middle of of that. <laughs> that. And that's how I look at you guys. You guys are kind of it's a little bit of the Wild West. You know, the gunslingers of the of the of the Giants podcasting world. 
I sometimes that's that's what sucks is like we yeah i do a film breakdown which is very serious and technical and then it's like the next day we're making memes about drop kicking pat leonard um, <laughs> that's and that's the beauty of it all because that's that's the kind of like fan i want to be i want to be serious learn some stuff but then i also want to have some fun and that's why you guys fucking that's why the whole world is fucking shaking in its boots at you guys <laughs> exactly <laughs> well clem we're ha- we've had a lot of fun we appreciate you coming on um and we'll we'll definitely do it again Thanks for having me. Let's go Giants. Uh, predict, are you guys, do you guys do predictions for the season, like record-wise? See, I have I made an oath that I am ne- I will never predict the Giants will lose. Oh, that's but, right. That's right. 77 nothing. Uh, yeah, 70, but 10 wins. And our our friends at the they, uh, the Giants guys, I'll give them a shout-out. They, they, they slogan 10 wins the floor. Like, it's time. It's, it's We need to expect the team to win. It's Dave Gellman's fourth year. It's the, the QB. They drafted six overalls third year. And if they don't, head's got to roll. And I don't think it's just it's just Jason Garrett. Like, it, it's time to win football games for the New York Giants. So, my um, mine is just make the playoffs. I don't care how you make it. Make the playoffs. Yep. Six and 11. If that's what it takes again in the division, do it. What about you, Justin? I'm 10 win- uh, Giants rush guys, they got me bought in. So 10, 10 wins to floor, and I, I, 10 wins, double digit wins. I'd be very happy with that, and I think this team can do it too. How about you? Uh, I'm, I'm saying eleven and six, but yes. uh, so the, the, and it's the not 10, crazy. No, it's not. The ten wins the floor is. I like that. I like that saying as well. I saw that, and then I was like, well, at least if I say eleven and six, I don't seem absolutely batshit crazy. Then so eleven and six. I I said the Mets were going to win ninety six games. This is before everyone got hurt, and I didn't realize we didn't have an offense. So I said the ninety sixers. So I'm just going to roll that over. We're the eleven and sixers. We're going eleven and six, making yes. the playoffs. Dallas defense is going to stink. I don't know what's going to how Dak will come back from that injury, and like. Fits magic, fits tragic. That's going to flip on and off. And we're just going to be the steady team. Doesn't commit penalties. Got a little more talent. And boys, I love this team. I love this team. Promise me I can come on before the first playoff game. Promise me now on August 5th, 8.28 p.m. I'm coming on before the first playoff game. Wednesday, mailbag pod uh, preview in the, the playoff game. Clem will be on yes, that show. There we so. go. <laughs> Put in the books. <laughs> so uh, send in your questions now. We'll be ready yes. to go. Um <laughs> All right, Clem, thanks. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Good luck this season. No holds bad. He he took me in the low post and won, but I think we had on the varsity. Thank you for coming on the show, Barstool Clem. I do think he gets annoyed by, like, having a Barstool Clem and, like, saying a same – like, it's just call him Clem. But it's like we, when we put the name Barstool in it, it brings in more eyes. Sorry for pimping out your business, your company's name for more views, Clem. Sports management worldwide as the global leader in online sports business education. We teach people how to work on the business side of sports. All of our classes are taught by industry professionals. Your mentors have been in the game you want to work in and done the jobs that you want to do. SMWW has had graduates work for all 32 NFL teams, including Patrick Hanscom, who was an area scout for the Giants. Wow. He didn't even get fired this last year like a bunch of area scouts did. SMWW can train you to be an agent, a scout, work in the front office. Justin, we should be signing up for this and learning more about scouting and stuff. Like, we don't want to be scouts, but we want to learn more about it. Work in the film with digital video editing tool XOS Thunder used by all 32 teams. Learn from people like former Tampa Bay GM Mark Dominic. Football analytics gurus Aaron Schatz and Mike Tanier of Football Outsiders. Justin, this is like calling your name right now. Football player development from former NFL coach Steve Fairchild. Learn the skills and knowledge you need to work in your football at all levels and turn your dream into reality. Man, this is really like a, a very targeted ad for our listeners. 
And they throw in this line, which is just mean. They may not be able to teach Danny Dimes to finish out his 80-yard run against the Eagles, but they can teach you to work in football. I mean, that's just mean. That's just mean, guys. Offer. Apply free at smww.com and use the discount code GIANTS for $50 off the course of your choice. They offer courses in football, baseball, basketball, soccer, and more. If you have always dreamed of a job working in sports, sports management worldwide can help you. From sports betting to esports, sports broadcasting, hey, maybe I should take a course. They have the what you know and who you know to get you into the game you love. Sounds like a kind of a ball and company. I agree. Wholeheartedly agree. I'm actually considering doing, doing, taking some classes. We need to do the scouting stuff. Like we need to learn more about scouting. The bigger we get, the more expectations it's us for us to be, you know, better. You know, I need to learn more about cornerback scouting. I can't just say Caleb Farr is cornerback one. Like I have to really give my opinions behind it. All right. We appreciate you guys come out to fan fest. We'll be back, you know, all this week with PPPs. Come say hi, come hang out with us during, after, have some fun with us, have some drinks, have some burgers. Um, So we appreciate you guys. We will see you when we see you. But until then, let's go Big Blue.